Everything is good, he says to his new bride, except, you know, I'm Hasidish and you're Misnagdish. And in my house, there's not going to be Gebrocht's. So she, she goes along with it. And on Cholomoed, he comes in and he sees her dipping her matzah uh, in the chicken soup. And for him, <laughs> that's it. Done. He calls her Bastin. He wants to divorce her. This is not... You, you, you traped up my house on Pesach. You put the matzah in the chicken soup. I remember my father, an Oberlander Yid, the first morning of Pesach, he would crumple the matzah and put it in the coffee. And he showed me it has to be so thick that the spoon stays in the middle of the cup. That's the definition of how thick the coffee is called. Called matzah cafe. So finally, they said to him, you can't divorce her over this. It's, it's a minag. It's nothing. No, no, no. If She went behind my back and, and she said to them, yeah, I, I, I grew up in a house where gabrox is gabrox and I had to have the tam of the, of the matzah in the chicken soup. Finally, he comes to the Aptorov, whose yard site is this week, Hey ER, and he says, call in my Rebbitson. Call in the Rebbitson? Yeah. So the husband and the wife are sitting in his study and the Rebbitson comes in. And so he says to the Rebbitson, tell them about the matzah. And she went pale. Uh, the, the blood drained from her face. And she said, you knew about it? Now, being the Aptorov, he knows everything. He has <laughs> So he said, tell them the story. So she says, you know, last year, there was no Shmura Matzah wheat, nothing. And the whole town had to make do with Matzah Poshut. No Shmura Matzah. But the Aptorov went out of his way, essentially, he had to have Shmura Matzah. Finally, he got hold of six pieces of Shmura Matzah. And they brought it to him and he put it on this side of the table. And on this side were the regular Matzah Pshutim that he would give to everybody. Now, he had to go to the mikveh, so he tells his shamas, don't touch those six pieces. They're for me. They're matzah shmura. I went to the ends of the world to get them. Give this to everybody else. Okay. So he goes to the mikveh, and the gabai went out for a smoke. So the wife, someone knocked on the door. Can you, I'm coming in for shmura, for, for matzah. So she says, come in, come in, takes him into the study. And she gives him the six Shmura Matzahs. The Gabai comes back from his smoke and he says, What happened to the Shmura Matzah? He's going to kill me. And so they decide to take six, shoot him and put it on there. They looked alike. And they wouldn't say anything. The Kachoya and the Seder went ahead. And the Aptorov believed that it was the real thing. So the wife says, tells this to the couple. Now the Aptorov says, Azoi, you think I didn't know? You think I didn't know? And he says to the couple, Matzah Shmura is a Mogan Avram. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a din in Shulchan Aruch. Avada, I could have been makpid on that with my wife, but I didn't say a word. And you two? are going to get divorced over a stupid shvuss of a minag of a minag? 
So we shouldn't get worked up about it because I remember my mother-in-law, my father-in-law in that house on Pesach, it was Gefelach. Okay. So with that in mind, in the schus of the Abtarov, the Ohev Yisrael, let's look into our Pasha. Pasha's Pekude, Ele Pekude HaMishkan, and then it says two words that are redundant. Mishkan HaEdos. Wait a minute. These are the records of the Mishkan, comma, the Mishkan of testimony. What is this business of Mishkan of the testimony? We just finished the architectural implementation of the Mishkan. What are you telling me now, Mishkan or Edus? So, Mishkan or Edus, Rashi, of course, dives in and says, Edus le Yisrael. They're not only just a building, a resting place for the divine, but they are a constant reminder to Klal Yisrael. Sheviter lohem hakadosh baruch hu al Wow. Rashi quotes the Midrash Tanchuma in Pekude 6, that the Mishkan isn't just a building, it's a reminder, it's a testimony, it's something that means forever a testimonial to the divine forgiveness. So this is a continuation of our series on betrayal, forgiveness, and moving on. That the Ebishter was mavater. You have to be a vatran. Ifagin is in Yiddish. So according to Rashi, he was mavater klal Yisrael for the sin of the Egel. And he rested his presence in that building, the Mishkan. Ah, Ele Pekude HaMishkan. These are the recordings of the Mishkan. Mishkan HaEdus. Not just for God's dwelling place, but as a testimony to forgiveness. As one of the greatest building projects, the other one being the Noah's Ark, and if you want, you can go online and read Rabbi Foreman's intriguing semantic and literary comparison between the building of the Mishkan and the building of the Noah's Ark, because there are literary parallels that I'd never seen before. The Mishkan is an interesting concept to think about. Now, Rav Hutna, in his Pachad Yitzchak, on Igros Ksovim in his letters, writes that the difference between the Mishkan and the Teva was that the Teva, the Noah's Ark, was built to save the remnants of the world from destruction. That's Noah with his family. Whilst the outside world is being destroyed, the Mishkan is the place where Hashem rested his presence when Klal Yisrael was forgiven for the Egel in order to bring them close to him. So there's an interesting parallel. It's a mishkan of edus, of testimony, uh, because he forgives Klal Yisrael for the sin of the golden calf. Now, of all the things that the mishkan brings to mind, the last thing I would think is, oh, it has to do with the sin, the greatest and darkest episode in our national history. And so why would you name the mishkan as an edus for the chet of the ego. And the Gemara in Avodah Zorah 4b says the following, Omar Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, Lo osu Yisrael eso egel, elo litein pischon per lebalei tshuva. Oh, 
Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi says the sin of the Jewish people with the golden calf happens to provide an opening for penitence, for Bali Tshuva, because it says in Devorim 5.26, Mi yitain vahir libchem lahem liyira osi kolayomim. The, the, the Am Yisrael is on a lofty state, and Moses in his second drosha in Devorim says, how could they worship the golden calf? Their sin occurred if only their heart would always be like this to fear me. Meaning, the sin occurred so that it would be made clear that one can repent from any sin, even the sin as severe as the golden calf. That's Rabbi Yeshua Levi's diuk on the Mishkan of Edus. Edus to the extreme that even something as significant as the sin of the golden calf. And Rashi explains in that Gemara in Avodah Zorah, Lo osu eso ega, kloima giborim v'shalitim v'yitrim hoyu, lo hoyo ro'ulis gaba yitrim aleim. We're talking about Klal Yisrael were powerful and they were ruling over the Yetzirah. There's no way the Yetzirah could have overpowered them. So the reason why they succumbed to the temptation of the Egel was that it was something outside the Yetzirah. It was a decree from the Abishter. Very much like addiction. You ask someone who is addicted and he wants to be a Balshuva, he wants to be a good boy. But the addiction is too powerful. That's a gzera from the Yebishter, that the Yetzir would overpower him. Why? To give Pisrom Per Lebalei Tshuva. That in the future, no Bal Tshuva can say, it's beyond me. That's, the, uh, that's what the Gemara says there. And the Marsha, interesting, says that they were such a great level, uh, God should have saved them from falling into the pit of Avodah Zorah. And so he says, and if you didn't hear this, you would have thought he was a chassidish Rebbe. The Marshal says that a person is a great tzaddik and Hashem can intervene and prevent him from sinning. But here, Hashem didn't save them, deliberately lets them sin, sin so that it could be an opening for other people. Very nice. Now let's look at a particular word that I want to share with you. It says, back in Truma, la Mishkan, you shall make the Kroshim, which is the planks that support the Mishkan, say Shittim Omdim. Now I'm showing you Jastro. What is Shittim? Shittim means acacia wood, acacia that comes from Egypt. So you shall make the planks for the acacia wood. These planks. <laughs> This was the middle bar across the Mishkan that supports the Mishkan, from one end to the other. So the whole thing was supported by this middle plank. Where did they get this middle plank? Where did they find in the midbar of Atzei Shittim? Ah, Yorad Biyad Yaakov of It's an interesting medrash in Tanchuma. That Jacob went down to Egypt. God promised him that, that you will come up. Don't be afraid. And he took them. Because he knew that it would be difficult in the desert for them to bolt the boards from end to end. And therefore he took them with him. Omdim. 
meaning shehum to kodem lachem, that they were made out of acacia wood standing, omdim, in the present tense, not just in the past tense, because they continue to stay. Omer Rabbi Shul Barnechama. Now, Rabbi Shul Barnechama has a very interesting question. What's so unique about, unique about Atzei Shittim? So Rabbi Shul Barnechama says, Esrim ba'arba minhe the cedars of Lebanon, there are 24 kinds of species. And they only chose seven out of them. As it says in Isaiah. But why Atzei Shittim? Why Dafka for the Kroshim of the base of the Mishkan? Was it the acacia wood of the cedars? Lama Kore Ose Atzei Shittim? This was a preemptive antibiotic, and the use of the shittim isn't just about the name of the taxonomy of that cedar of Lebanon, but it also represented a place. Maybe that place had cedars in it, but there was a place in the future, in Bamidbar, where Israel would sin. I'm coming to use that particular that middle bar that contains the Kroshim, supports the Kroshim of the Mishkan. I'm going to use the species of Shittim because it is in Shittim that something bad's going to happen. As it says, Vayeshev Yisrael Bashitim, Numbers 25, 1, and Israel dwelt in Shittim. Why? Because Vayeshev Yisrael Bashitim, Vayochel Ha'om Liznos Elbanos Moav. In Shittim, there was a terrible decline in the morality of the people, and they started to whore after the women of Moab. Chotu bashitim, they were sin. They sinned in shitim. Loku bashitim, they 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 died. Twenty five hundred of them were killed in shitim from the plague. Umisrapim bashitim, and in shitim Pinchas came and saved them. Chotu bashitim, she says, vayeshiv Yisrael bashitim. Loku bashitim, shenema vayiu amesim b'magefa. So, Omar HaKadosh Baruch Hu lo haba ani merape et ha-shitim shenem ha-vahoyo ba-yom ha-hu And now the Balamedrish takes us into the hoary future in Joel. In the future, v'hoyo ba-yom ha-hu yitru be-horim osim ha-gvot z'lech v'chol ha-mavi yuda v'hishka es nachal ha-shitim All the the brooks and the mountains will bring sweet wine and the hills shall flow with milk and the brooks of Judah shall flow with the waters and a fountain shall come forth from the house of the Lord and shall water the valley of Shittim, Dafka Shittim. So it turns out that Atse Shittim is something very, very fraught. The Shittim is the place of sinning the, the Shittim is the place of death, and Shittim is the place of healing and the future messianic vision. So the secret of the cedar wood, the secret of it is 
that Klal Yisrael sinned there, and the Shechina was removed from Klal Yisrael because Velo Yirebacha Ervas Dova, Pasuk in Devarim, that the moment that I see Ervas Dova, something of um, immorality, so the, the Shechina removes itself. And the Gemarian Sota says that every time uh, the Klal Yisrael sinned with Arroyas, the Shechina was removed. So the fact that Hashem chose the wood which was called Shittim, and that's the wood that Hashem wants you to build the Mishkan with, with teaches about the tikkun of the sin that transpired in Shittim. Seeing the Shittim wood reminds Klal Yisrael of their ability to arise from the ashes, to raise themselves from the dirt, to elevate themselves from the Matzav of Shittim. And that Shittim now becomes a representation of Klal Yisrael's closeness to Hashem. And that's why Bamokam Shebale Tshuva Omdin, Gemara says in Sanhedrin 99, There's something about a Bala Tshuva that the place where Bala Tshuva Omdin, even Tzadikim Gemurim cannot stand. And I wanted to say on that, what is the Taich that means? What does that mean? We work with the Egel, Ela Pekudesh, Ela Testimony, Testimony that I forgive you, okay. It all based on that paradigm of betrayal and separation and anger and loss requiring forgiveness, which then brings you to a higher place in the relationship, whether it's your spouse or your parents or your children or the divine. That, that total individuation of that sense of betrayal that we feel, that's such a wound that we carry that requires us to dig deeper and deeper into our well of compassion. That digging deeper into the well of compassion allows us to find forgiveness, and that strengthens the relationship. So I wanted to say, It's the Atse Shittim Omdim. They remain to this day in our consciousness, that Acacia wood. It's Omdim. B'mokum Shebale Tshuva Omdim. Sham tzadikim enom omdim. I was a tzaddik from I was the Rebbe's son, never did a thing wrong, always perfection. The theology of perfection. Gemara and Sanhedrin says, B'mokum shebale tshuva omdim. Why? What is a bal tshuva? It's not someone who, in, like in our shul, they come to Yiddishkeit through Aish and through the Russians and through Chabad. Those are Tinoko Shenishburu. They never ever tasted Yiddishkeit. That's not a Balshuva. It's a misnomer, my shver, Oliver Sholem used to say. They are Tinoko Shenishburu. So then what's a Balshuva? A Balshuva is someone who experienced Shittim. The Znus of Shittim. The Znus of the Egel. He has been to that dark side of town. He has experienced the delight and the addiction of drugs and sex and promiscuity and gambling and every kind of drug in the world. So he knows what? He knows the absolute bliss that comes from that. There's a part of the brain right next to the opiate center of the brain called the satiety center. Once you trigger that with 
epinephrine and morphine and dopamine, you become addicted, like a heroin addict. And the same part of the brain, whether it's sex addiction, pornography, food addiction, carbohydrate addiction, gambling addiction, that same part of the brain lights up on the PET scan. To overcome that, I'm sitting in that part of the brain, I'm addicted to my resentments and my dafyomi and my frumkeit and my feeling holier than thou, all that litvisha addiction, all the addictions that we hold on to out there that make us somehow feel good and, and calm the resentments of the soul and feed the God-shaped hole in the heart. That's Bamokam Shebale Chuva Omdim. If I'm able to overcome that, well, ain't shum tzaddik ome. That's my touch on that. Now we come to the Daigal who picks up on this idea of And he, he doesn't look at the shitim part of that. He looks at the word kroshim. Now we've talked about, I'm obsessed with these sticks and poles. I told you about Rav Hutner, whether the pole should be triangular or square. This triggers Rav Hutner because someone found an archaeological dig where they found it was triangular. So they write to Rav Hutner and say, so we don't have to convene a based in in the future. We, we now know the shape of the Kroshim. <laughs> and he goes crazy. He goes, we have a Messiah and the Messiah is what counts. Blah, blah, blah. So I'm obsessed with Kroshim. Not so much what's inside the base mikdash, but the boundaries. That what holds up that base mikdash. The base mikdash being the heart, the lave of Amisrod, each of our mishkan, the, the heart that the Abishta wants to reside in. So the Heiliger Degel, the grandson of the Balshema Kodesh, says, Bekitsu Nimrat, Kibalti mi Adoni Ovi Zakeni. I heard from the Zeder. The Baal Shem HaKodesh, he lived on his lap. He grew up on his lap. Ki Keresh Hu Odom. Wow. The Keresh is a person. Every Keresh in that Beis HaMikdosh, in that Mishkan, represents a Yid. Ulohovin Zehu. Ki Biosios Keresh Hu Osios Kesher. Jumble the letters around of Keresh, you get Kesher. Vahuma Rabbi Zalaadam, which hits to a human being. Shehu Hamakashe Koloi Lomosumiyachtem Zebazer. His job is to, to connect all the words. Now, yesterday we learned in the Morinayim, that means the upper and lower worlds. This is not what the Baal Shem Tov is talking about. He's talking about the worlds inside you, the split schizophrenic that is each of us. The way through this is to connect to the divine within you. By you connecting to that feminine within you, or as a woman, you're connecting to that masculine neshama within you, or as Jung says, the conjunctivis unionis, the sacred, holy marriage within us, then you are connected with the Shechina upstairs. But now instead, 
He's connected to his addictions, to the red light districts, to the shtus and chedle oilam, to the shittim. She'ein lohem kiyom, which is transitory. Ask any addict. It's the, the, the high you get from it is very transitory. They don't have anything. You rejumbled the kesher to sheker. So we have three words. We have the ksharim, kuf, resh, shin, keresh. On the right side of it is kesher. That's the appropriate connection to the divine within us. And Sheker is the inappropriate connection to that which is transitory within us, that has no Kiyam. And V'zeu Mashe Omar Adoni again. This is what my Rebbe said, my, my Zayda. V'sa'atem v'yavadatem Elohim Achem. says in the Shema, Hishomru lachem pen yifte levavachem. Be careful that you turn your hearts. V'sa'atem v'yavadatem Elohim Achem. It's a Chiddush Atem V'noira in the Baal Shem HaKadosh. You would think is one is a consequence of the other. You start taking your little finger on inappropriate websites. Right? Your heart is, is, is not connected. It's disconnected. And the consequence of that is then you're going to go off and worship other gods. Right? Comes along the Baal Shem and says, And this is in, in recovery as well. It's not when you shoot up or you drink the alcohol or you click that inappropriate button on the website. That's far down the road. You already had a state in your head that was funky. Your head was already not connected to your higher power. That already when you were unmanageable. Long before you actually did the Misa. The moment you are disconnected from that divine part of you, as I obeyed Elohim, you are already serving other gods. It's a chiddush atzvanoira. It's not sequential. It's instantaneous. You have to be connected at all times to your higher self. That's what Hasidus is demanding. This is not about behavioral Judaism. It's a Pauline revolution. He's taking the Chotu B'Shittim. And he's taking the Shittim that is the Refuah. That Arze Shittim that's Refuah. And he's taking that Midrash and he is now stretching it from Midrash to Hasidus in one spiritual timeline. And the Baal Shem Tov is saying, you know that Shittim, that's what the Keresh is made of. Atse Shittim. Because the Keresh can go either way. You're a schizophrenic, you're on a knife edge. Reb Nachum says you're hanging on a string over a raging ocean of addictions to this world, to the, all the Roshe Tevos, <laughs> to everything that's pulling you in other directions. You're like a string on a raging ocean, suspended. And, and on a knife edge between Kesher and Sheker. And everybody knows that a person is, is, is uh, built with Tov and Ra. We live in the world that's unredeemed. The Yeshlafon of Shnei Bechiras. Now you're going to see 
the opposite of a Maimonidean rational choice of good and evil. Now, just follow me this, okay? You have two choices. As Moses tells us in Deuteronomy. The Hatachlis and the Tachlis of a Yid. That you have to connect to that which is divine. Like it says in Psalm 34, depart from evil, again. It sounds like it's sequential. I'm in my shtus. I'm in my addictions. I'm in shittim. First, you've got to get away from shittim. And then you've got to go to Herod Israel, right? That's what it sounds like. And comes along Baal Shem Tov and says, no, 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 no. Sur Ra means transform the Ra, Va'aseito, so that it becomes good. You're only one person. You're a unified spiritual being. You think you're split into two because you have two choices. Well, what you have to do is Min Hara Aseito. Now, he, he tells us, I know that sounds crazy. It sounds counterintuitive. He says that every Bechina of Ra in his Shoresh is Tov. I've mentioned to you before that there was a Zoyar, Parshas Pekude, actually, this Parsha, in which a king wants to test his son. So what does he do? He invites the royal whore, the whore of Babylon, and says, I want you to meet my son at the marketplace to try and entice him. She said, if that's what the king wants, she puts on the lipstick and the red, the red clothes and the low-cut garments. And she, as he goes to do his marketing in the place, she comes and comes on to him to try to seduce him. So the narrator of the Zohar says, what's going on in her head? On the one hand, she wants to fulfill the king's demand. She, king says, entice my son. I want to test his mettle. I want to see if he's Roy for Malchus, if he's worthy to be the successor to the throne. Unfortunately, the shtus that we've been listening on CNN for the last week about the royal family just shows you exactly where the shtus is today. And then she says, on the other hand, on the other hand, of course I want him to overcome my wiles and wares and my desire to him. Why? Because... If, if I succeed, there's going to be no king. He's only got one son. He said, the Zoe said, that's the Yetzirah. That's the Sotan. Remember in Paradise Lost, and remember, Milton took this from a Jew who had translated Pirkei de into Latin. Milton takes the Midrash, not Paul, not the New Testament. He quotes in Paradise Lost, that the Sultan came one of the fallen angels. He was the highest angel up there. And, you know, he got too big for his britches, so he was sent down here. So the Sultan, who are Malachamoves, he comes from the divine. The divine tells him, go down and tempt Eve. So the Shoresh of the evil comes, the Shor in its Shoresh, it comes from some divine message, therefore it has to be good. And then he says, Derech Moshe, I'll give you a Moshel. Achilo, Shtir, and Zivog, eating, drinking, and sex. Keshehu, Medabekatzmo, Keshehosegadvarme. If he's doing these things to, to do it for the sake of connection, 
He's doing it for a purpose, not for its own sake. He doesn't fetishize that object of desire. And he brings in all the Kabbalah. It's a beautiful interpretation in Pirkei Avos chapter 4. Who is a Chacham? Halomeit Mikol Odom. What does that mean? Afilu My grandfather, he said, I didn't hear it from my grandfather. I heard it from people who were around him, who quoted the Baal Shem, I said. Afilu yesh You have to learn from the technique of the Yetzirah. As Jeff used to say, Oliver Sholem, every time you'd go to him to, to confess and we'd expect him to give us Musa, he would say, you have to kiss the Yetzirah on the lips, meaning you have to understand his ways. And I think that, that what the Degel is telling us, something very, very profound. He's telling us that from the resentments of the heart comes the sense of betrayal, that we've been betrayed because of our genetics, because of our upbringing, because of the trauma, because of the little child inside us that hasn't been healed. And the process of individuation is that process of healing from that sense of betrayal, that in a sense, all shittim, all the chetzah egel, all the notions of znus in shittim comes from a sense of betrayal and causes a betrayal between us and the divine. And therefore the healing is, as the Medrash beautifully says, they sinned because of shittim. Shittim now means that sense of inner betrayal of ourselves. The Loku Bishitim, and we pay a heavy price for these addictions and for nursing these resentments. It disconnects us from our loved ones, our children, our spouses, and the divine. Umisrapim Bashitim, what does that mean? That you are healed through Shitim. That the Balshema Kodesh tells us that healing is that concept of the Keresh torn between the Sheker and the Kesher. May we all be connected to our higher selves through these Torahs. May we all have a blessed Rosh Chodesh today, the Zman of Cheresenu, that we come out of Egypt from the Mitzrayim of our own Goluyos, and that this coming season should be a coming of Geula Shlemah.